Welcome to part two of this episode's home birth story of Rosie and Noah's second child. I remember when I was praying with Franny, I read Ina May's book, and there was one birth story that stood out to me, and it was this this mother had said that she realized at a certain point in her labor that her mood was going to determine the mood of the room. Hmm. And that, for her, it was a very important um, to her to keep a light touch. And I really took that to heart, and I felt that, and I was like, that's, I, I want, I, I, I want to remember that, you know? And so that's why I think, like, and I'm, and I mean, let's face it, I'm a performer, so, like, when I have an audience, <laughs> like, I'm, whatever, like, but I really enjoy, enjoyed, like, making light of the moments, and I, and I also felt like the more I can laugh through labor, the more, mm-hmm. the easier it's going to be. It's hard be. to be afraid when you're laughing. Yeah, that's Definitely. true, too. And, and that's oxytocin, you know, like for me, I just felt like if I can keep everybody laughing, that makes me happy. Like, so that's only good for mm-hmm. the end game. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it, it felt like having all these people. And I remember at one point, even Sarah kind of said to me, she was like, she was checking me and we were in the bedroom and it was just me, her and maybe Noah and Kate. But she kind of said to me, she was like, you know, you don't have to keep cracking jokes. <laughs> she was like, you, you, you can if that, if that feels cool to you. Like, but don't feel like, you know, I yeah. want you to feel like the... entertain us. Yeah, she's like, I, I want you to feel the freedom to move if you need to go more inner. Mm. And it's funny because that almost that actually made me get in my head a little bit mm. where I was like, oh, like, like second guessing your Yeah, like, oh, am I my logical brain is working much. and I'm not yeah, <laughs> whatever. But But um, were you like that with Franny's labor and yes. birth? Were you just like on Yeah I remember on, during Franny's <laughs> I remember birth. The my, Beyonce was yeah. just hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But that's because Margot came to me and she was like, you know, we could go to the hospital and mm-hmm. do the vacuum or whatever she said. And I was like, I need Beyonce. No, no, you <laughs> raised your finger oh, in the air like a I, dictator and looked at me and said, I need Beyonce. <laughs> like a dictator. Yes. <laughs> Shut up. Um, butt naked. Uh, yeah, exactly. Walking between the two birthing rooms. Oh, my. I need Beyonce. God. I knew um, what I needed. There was one point during Franny's birth where I was... I was pretty burnt out and I didn't realize it um, because, uh, yeah, because that I was. happens, yeah. yeah. Um, and I was trying to hand her a juice box and I dropped it on the floor. And she was like, just put that, just anywhere. Put that anywhere. Like in the middle of a contraction. I was pushing. No, I was pushing. Yeah. I was like oh. pushing. And everyone laughed and it was like this moment of... Uh, but, uh, yes, it but, does. It rejuvenates you when yeah. you can just smile about the insanity that it is. I mean, truly, yeah. it's insane. There's a head in your vagina. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And like you have, there's nothing else you can do. I mean, you can do a lot of things, but like one amazing thing you can do, yeah, is kind of just give in and be silly about it. Um, but it is funny that Sarah thought that it was almost a way of like avoiding going yeah. deeper. And, and I, after that, that was, ironically, that was when, um, 
we came out of the room and they had started filling up the tub and that was when I I needed relief. I think I was like really mm-hmm. in a lot of discomfort. And so we got in the shower. And I feel bad for Noah because I know he was so stressed out. He must have been so stressed out at this point because he knew how badly I wanted a water birth. Mm. And we also... were using up a bunch of hot water in the shower. And I was like, oh. Yeah. (laughs) And the tub wasn't getting warm enough. So they were like boiling water. And... um, Which is a classic home birth thing, by the way. And I did know that because they had to do that for Sarah's... Or for Kate's birth. She had told me that that's or I read her story or something. So I didn't know that that was like a possibility. So mm-hmm. I wasn't, that didn't like psych me out or anything, but, um, and then your mom came at like 1230. My mom came as I was getting into the tub. Mm-hmm. So we spent some time in the shower and I did not, I remember in the shower, I was like, I just want to do one more in here, one more in here. And, and Noah was like, I think we need to get out. And I, and I kept feeling like, why the fuck is he making me gather? And he was so worried about the hot water. And it was a really, Cause it was a really hot shower. <laughs> yeah, it was. It felt so good. So cause then, if it runs out, like it's out here, it's like a, it's a tank. It's a tank. It's a tank. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and so, I, and I knew we were close, close. Like, I think at that point, I don't know if it's because I talked to, to Sarah, like if I had a little sidebar with Sarah, mm-hmm. Uh, but I knew we were. I knew we weren't going till six thirty the next night. Right. I knew that baby was going to be born before Franny woke up. Yep. And but the funny thing is, with Franny, I really wanted a water birth. And when we got to the place, I said, "Margo was like, well, do you want to get on? You need." I was, what seven or eight centimeters dilated, and she was like, "But one side needed to open. There was a lip or something." Mm-hmm. And so she was like, "Oh, that reminds me of whatever." Um, and so she was like, do you, do you, what do you want to do? Do you want to do it out here? Do you want to do it in the tub? And I thought I was going to give birth in that moment. Mm-hmm. And it was like seven, it was 12 hours later I actually gave birth. So oh we got in God. the tub. And so this time I was very cognizant of like, I don't want to get in the tub too soon mm-hmm. because I got a little waterlogged with Franny and it slowed me down. Anyway, we, I, once I did get in the tub this, with, when I was pregnant, when I was in labor this time. Um, once I did get into the tub, I just couldn't get comfortable. Mm. And and I remember kind of thinking, like, Sarah had said something like, well, you know, we can... There was talk about, okay, if, if it's not going to happen in here. And I had a lip, or a, there, it was swollen from mm-hmm. doing so many standing mm-hmm. <laughs> and on the, to- <laughs> at the toilet. And so... That was when you had had the idea to give me arnica, and I took the arnica, and I hate, I hated it. Really? The taste of the arnica, like I couldn't get the taste out of my mouth. It's very sweet, yeah. but it was it probably just too much. In it that was moment. just because my voice, my mouth was so hot. And yeah, it's like, uh, and everything was cottony. And mm-hmm. The heat was not. It was just. What terrible. time did you move to the couch? Was so, it like? That was right before. Was it like one thirty? Probably. So you probably, you probably spent an hour in the tub. I don't. It didn't feel like an hour, but so when we were in the tub, my mom showed up, mm-hmm. and that was when you know she was. She kind of said, you know, you need to. She wanted me to lay back to take the, to take the pressure off of mm-hmm. wherever the swollen part of, of my cervix yep. was. And um, 
and so I just, I couldn't, and she kept saying, relax your bottom. That's what she kept saying, relax your butt, relax your butt. And I was like, I can't relax my butt in this position. Like, there's no way. And there was just a moment where I was like, if I can't relax, I'm this baby's not, this is going to get, this is going to go south. Mm-hmm. And that's when I finally was like, I think I need to get out of the tub. And she said, okay, we'll, we'll go into your room. And I immediately was like, that's not what I envisioned. I don't want to have this baby in our bedroom. And I knew, and I thought of our bed, and we have, like, we have, like, a memory foam mattress. And I was like, I'm just going to sink in there. Like, that's not, it's not game time on that right, bed. Right, right. It's know? marshmallow like, time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just, I kept thinking, like, the vibe in the house was so beautiful and like my mom was in the kitchen she had her distance but was here as a presence you know Kate nobody was on top of me there was like room and I just thought there's a lot of people here and I don't want any of them to not be here Mm -hmm. so I said and I, I said can we do it on the couch and there was kind of like a shuffle and Everybody had to like pull the plastic off of our bed and redo the ca- and put mm-hmm. it on the couch and do that. Which whole was thing. a new couch, right? As well, brand new, brand yes, new, brand new couch. <laughs> we got it right before Franny was born. <laughs> um, and so, but it didn't even like I didn't even pet an eye about the couch. I was just like, I'm not doing this in our bedroom. It just didn't feel right to me. Yeah. And so, because um, it's interesting because, you know, most clients who have the vision, they have this beautiful house like you guys, and they have this beautiful view and, and the tub, and then they go to the smallest, darkest corner in their house to have their baby because it's like oh. a cat would or something, right. you know. Yeah. And, like and cave people. Right. And it's it's interesting it's, that that really rang true for you, that, that that was not where you, like really your vision, you know, was and that feeling of having to be in this like space that was more welcoming and open to all the people that were there who were there that that wouldn't have worked in your bedroom and well and it's interesting also thinking about the end of my Mm -hmm. labor with franny was kind of similar i was like no this is communal like we're gonna play beyonce and Mm -hmm. i'm gonna drop it like it's hot Mm -hmm. and margo's gonna just watch you and yeah (laughs) margo's gonna my harem is just gonna be on the side watching me but yeah i don't know if i read the red tent when I was pregnant with Franny and it was really it really affected me and those women birthed with they were all in the room and it's not like you know there were people who it was all it was all people for this moment mm-hmm. and it just felt like we should all be together when it when we crossed the threshold and um it was really so we got on the oh so then yeah we got onto the couch and that was when she wanted me to have the arnica again, and I th- and I threw up. You and you and Sarah. Sarah were texting. Did she tell you all this later? No, I yeah. saw you two texting. Really? Yeah. Wow, picked up on a lot. She was like, "Yeah, what do I swollen cervix?" And I was like, "Try arnica?" Question mark. She was like, "Ooh," and then we like looked at each other, and then we put our phones away, and the arnica I love came it. out. And it's funny because I saw because. At the first there was birth. some other remedy she said she didn't have. We yeah. Didn't yeah. At the first birth, there were side conversations that I knew were not as not great. Uh-huh. Interesting. Because uh, Rosie was just exhausted after yeah. 18 hours of labor. Um, 
so there were side conversations and I'd like pull Margo aside and be like what's going on mm-hmm. but you two were having that text conversation and you were like smiling mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like and in my head I was like oh we're there yeah like, oh um, i should have smiled every birth and doing side <laughs> conversations but so i was on the couch yeah, just, yeah, we're in the hospital. yeah this is bad but i'm smiling <laughs> there, no. um so once i got on the couch though i that was when i said oh it was it was like the same progression and this is when the moment when i knew oh wait I'm about to have this baby because when I got on the bed when I was pregnant with Franny, two hours later she came. Two and a half. Two and a half mm-hmm. hours later she came. And so this time I got on the bed and then it was like all of a sudden I looked up and I was like, I need to eat something. Can I eat? I, I'm hungry. And This happened last time with Franny? Both. Wow. At about the same time. Before Right pushing. before like really pushing. Wow. I was just like, I want to eat. And I remember Sarah looked up, and I think she looked at you, and I the look on her face was the exact same look that Margot had. And it snapped me back to Franny's birth, and I was like, oh, wait a minute, this baby's about to come. That is so interesting. But Margot wouldn't let me eat at that point <laughs> because I had been throwing up and, like, crazy things were already happening. Mm-hmm. Which weren't happening with this one, right? And so she was like, "Yeah, do you have some? Do you have some blueberries? Or it was blueberries, right?" And so somebody got blueberries, brought them over, and was like feeding me blueberries, and I was like eating them. And then within like, I'm pretty sure it was me. And then you were telling me my hands were too hot. <laughs> no, that was later. Yeah. It was a female giving me blueberries. I remember. <laughs> um, Your hair was back. Yes, and they're just my like hair. fanning you. Exactly. Feeding fruit in your mouth. So it was moments later I threw up and that was like I was like oh this is the exact like I said that I wanted to eat with Franny and they wouldn't let me and then like moments later I threw up and the next thing I know I was pushing and so I was like oh that look now this and blah 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 and so I threw up and then Sarah's trying to give me Arnica again (laughs) and I remember in my mind I was like are you out of your fucking mind you did you not see me just throw up? I am Do you not, not know where this is yeah, going? Yeah, I am not going to... The arnica made did, me throw up. Did that give you comfort of like, oh, I know what's happening now? Or did it make you feel nervous that you knew what was happening at that I point? I was so in it at this point that I was... It wasn't until after, like two or three days after when I was like revisiting the events in my head that I was like, oh, those are all... The, like hmm. I said, the those placeholders. Yeah. Yeah. But um, at that point, I remember all I I could not stop focusing on the temperature. And they had turned the heat way up. And I was like, why is it so hot in here? And everybody was like, because the baby's going to need it to be hot. And I kept thinking, but the fucking baby's not here yet. And I'm trying to push it out. And it's 900 degrees in here. And I was so uncomfortable because of the heat. And then like that's when the hot hands and the... This, this some, I would be like, it's hot. I'm so hot, and they'd bring the washcloth over, and then like, the washcloth would annoy me. So I just, I just was like, chuck it. Yeah. I remember I was being so mean to everybody. I was like, this sucks. You were. And I remember immediately. I would like 
your hands are so don't touch me your hands are hot I'm so sorry like with like, the same breath because I was like I was cognizant of like I wanted to have a light touch and here I am being that like oh my God. snappy woman in labor um, but I, I remember every time I yelled at somebody and I don't I don't think I was yelling but every time but I were, like was short with people you were pushing I immediately apologized at that point I was pushing at that point I believe so I because you pushed for like what just under an hour no. Sarah said I pushed for 20 minutes. Oh. I was going to say it was very short. Yeah. 20 minutes. Okay. No, the heat thing, I didn't feel temperature when I was pushing. Okay. But then, so then, but so that, that was all like the final thing before the pushing. And so then I remember I started pushing and my water hadn't broken yet. Mm. And, and so I, it was like, it was really there was a lot of discomfort that I don't remember with Franny and it was um because with Franny it's like the first time it's like you have to get over that lip and back and I I likened it to because I grew up in the northeast um when you got stuck when your tires get stuck in the snow you have to like rev you have to like will you you go forward and then you rock back and then you have to just keep riding the wa- the rock and you have to get the gas at the perfect moment so that you ride the rock just enough that they don't spin that they eventually make it over the lip mm-hmm. and I remember I think I had made that analogy with Kate because we're both from right. cold climates and and I remember that sensation with Franny and I didn't have that with this one mm-hmm. it felt very much more like I was wide open but there was because I think he, because he was still in the sack, there it was just so much pressure, so, like it was trying to come out in the sack. Yeah, um, and that was just really intense, especially because of his size. <laughs> and so I remember. I mean, I think we all remember that fateful moment when my water did break, and it was like it was like popping I a giant felt- pimple. You like. Squirted the, the birth I, fluid was, like across the Chuck's pad. In it was front a, of you. that's a disgusting analogy. And <laughs> for me, it was more like a water balloon. Okay. It felt like a water balloon popped inside. It is me. always shocking that when you're right by it, because you know it's happening. You can even see it happening. You can see the, but it's just when it happens, it's like there's this moment of shock of like, yeah. it's like being in the splash zone. It like, I felt, you know. I felt it, and it was just crazy. And I was. <laughs> I felt the like splash, and I was like, "God bless America." <laughs> Do you remember? I don't even remember that, but that's amazing. It was the like, whole, she was like, the whole, "God bless America." The whole house erupted with laughter. That's amazing, and that was like I felt so much relief, and then I, I felt like, "Okay, now I can do this work." Yeah, and then. Um, and then, like, probably within the next two pushes, he was, like, straight up crowning. Mm-hmm. And that Do you remember was... when Sarah said, like, hold the place that feels, like, where it hurts the most? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. I loved that so much. She, I was, because when he started crowning, it was far more painful than I remembered the so crowning with Franny. I remember with Franny, when she started to crown, I said, I remember going, it burns. And I was so happy because I remembered reading all those birth stories that when it burns, 
I'm, this mm-hmm. is the, the ring this of is fire. The end. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is the end. But this time I was like, it didn't burn. It straight up. I don't even want to say it because I remember reading it in so many birth stories and it made me so nervous. So I am nervous for other people to hear this part of the story, but I, it did not feel like burning. It felt like I was ripping apart. Mm -hmm. It was really horrible Mm -hmm. and I was screaming Mm -hmm. and I was like, it hurts. It hurts so bad. And that's when Sarah said, I want you to reach down and touch where it hurts and gently put pressure. And so I put pressure on my labia because that was where it was like really painful. And I put the pressure there while we were, while I was holding. Um, and then the next contraction came and I pushed a little more and that's when the head came through completely and I pulled my hand away and I felt like a huge amount of relief and and then we were just sitting in that that was the moment where we were sitting in the um in the like calm and I was able to just breathe and rest Mm -hmm. and and I had had a conversation with Sarah when I was in the tub. Mm-hmm. And I had said to her, you have to stop me. They didn't stop me when I was going with, with when I was pushing with Franny. They didn't stop me. You need to stop me. I don't want to tear. And so she, at that moment, I was glad that we had had that conversation. Because we didn't really talk about it in mm-hmm. my prenatal and in the moment in the tub. It was great that we'd had it on the night of because then when she did stop me, I was like, I asked her, like, it felt like we were touching back, you Mm -hmm. know? And so this was definitely that moment where we were just like waiting. And And his head is out. And his head is waiting for the next contraction. And so I was waiting for the next contraction and I was like breathing and just like taking the rest and enjoying it. And, And then I felt him move. And immediately, my whole body just, like, I felt, like, Mm -hmm. this flutter in my heart and my, like, stomach. And I just was, like, oh, my God, baby moved. Mm -hmm. And, And then she was, like, yeah. And she repositioned me to open my hips a little in a more open position. And she was, like, baby's doing their work. And... She was like, don't, and I was like, and I, I'm going to, I'm going to want it. And she was like, don't push it. Just wait, wait mm-hmm. for it. And then as soon as the next, and of course that joy though brought the next contraction almost immediately. And as soon as the next <laughs> contraction came, I, I, um, I pushed the rest of him out and that was like it. And then he, she held him up and I, I mean, I saw I mean, <laughs> immediately, I saw his little his little wiener <laughs> and I was like it's a boy like, I saw a scrotum <laughs> where's his scrotum Lewin where's the scrotum <laughs> from that movie Blue and oh my god um and, and then Sarah still owes me five dollars cause we bet we did that and she said she it she says it's gonna be a girl really yeah I interesting gotta... I think she was just being contrary mm-hmm. we all thought it was gonna be a boy mm-hmm. we all knew but um and so you were on the couch you just had your baby boy yeah and 
he's, I mean, to circle back, you know, not what you were thinking or not what you had that dream about is still, like, he's alive, yeah, he's healthy. And yeah, and it's funny because, like, he, it took him a while to make noise, mm. but I could feel him breathing. Like, I could feel him breathing and, um, and I, this, the, the, I remember in the dream, I almost just said the video, that's how vivid this dream was mm. of the stillbirth. I remember um, Margot was in the dream and she said to me, well, talk to him, uh. talk to your babies and he'll, so that he knows, you know, and I was like, oh, I, I have to talk to him and then he'll start breathing. And I mean, of course, I was like gushing over him when he was on my chest and they were like massaging. I think it was you mm-hmm. and um, Sarah were like massaging the baby. Oh, I forgot the coconut oil moment. She was like with the coconut. Oh, she put my mom warmed up coconut oil oh. and put that and she was massaging my perineum with the coconut oil while all that was happening. It's nice. The crowning and all. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, he, so then once he cried, it was like, mm-hmm. that was like, but I don't think I was worried about the stillbirth. Like I said, once I went into labor, that mm-hmm. it was oh, all, right. it was all behind me. It's interesting. Um, yeah, for sure. And, and then. Was there like a hundred percent relief or were you still thinking about the placenta oh, at that no, point? Yeah. As soon as That he was, was my first thought. as soon as we knew he was healthy, I was like I looked down and I noticed either you or Sarah gave her the shot of Pitocin in her thigh. Immediately. And I was like, Fuck, here we go again. But we and, had talked about that moment and Sarah had said, We're not I'm not gonna take any chances. We're gonna give you the shot of Pitocin immediately. We're not gonna wait to see if it detaches. It's right. just we're doing it. Yeah. And so I was prepared for that. I don't know if you, I, you, yeah, because we talked, yeah, we about, talked the plan. about it. But I, but I still, I got this like creeping mm. dread feeling, and also knowing that if we were going to take an ambulance, and thinking about Fran- the logistics. Of Francesca that. is, if you warn her about things, mm. she's like, cool. Mm. If you spring something on her, she loses her shit. Well, and she wouldn't have come with us. But. No, but that she would have woken up to your mom here and not us. And or hearing these strange men come in the house right, and get right, you on a right. gurney. So, and, so I was thinking about that, and then I was also thinking about Rosie, and I was thinking about how scared I was uh, driving Francesca to the hospital mm. and like thinking, like, I was seriously driving... Francesca to the hospital thinking like this is like the beginning of a terrible Nicholas Sparks movie <laughs> where I become a single dad like this is horrible um, so all this came flooding back to you post Shy's birth right and oh man um, but I was also like overjoyed <laughs> right and you know it was hitting me that I had a son because you know we didn't know until that moment yeah and um and then when you just it was like the how long did it take for it to come out? Like 45 minutes? It was close to the one hour point. And we were starting to, the longer it was taking, I was just like, oh I no. think, I feel like the placenta issue was the reason that the worry about the stillbirth disappeared in labor because once the labor came, it felt very like I've done this and I can do this. Mm-hmm. But the part of this that didn't happen the way that I wanted 
it to and that it should have was the placenta so it was like once I went into labor that was the only mm-hmm. fear and um, <laughs> but also like Sarah got in there she was like massaging me and like you know neat. I felt like I'd already gone through the ringer and she was like putting me through the ringer again and she was like and there was one moment where she had said like I can I think it's detached it's just like up on a lip or whatever and I was like I kind of thought like is she bullshitting me because mm. it's a mental thing mm. and um and she, after the fact we had a conversation about it and she said no that she really did think that it was stuck up on I don't know. Sometimes, like, your pubic bone or just gets actually, like, trapped. Like, your cervix wants to clap, clamp down right after the birth. And so it kind of gets, like, trapped there or, like, just sitting in your, like, the, in, the vag- in the vaginal canal, like, in the pocket. Okay. So I was, like, for a while she was massaging me and and then she then she finally was like, I feel like it's stuck. She was like, can you stand up for me and like bear down? And I was like, what do you mean bear down? She, and she said, you know, I want you to like squat and like bear down and you know, not not to be a broken record, but I thought of the red tent again because that's like how they gave birth. And so I um I did that. I was like standing on a chucks pad and I was like bearing down. And I just remember like I was just trying to vision, envision it just coming out of me. And I was just like, I felt spiritually and physically at the same time. Like I was just telling everything to just let go. Mm-hmm. And my god when i felt that plop when i heard it hit, <laughs> when i heard it hit the chucks pad i will remember that noise for the rest of my life i will remember Isn't that, that amazing noise. Yeah, yeah. I, I it felt like i had been holding my breath for days and i just got to go like <gasps> yeah. oh my god that's a really good way of putting it because that's how i felt as well and it's amazing because it's like wasn't the birth you know wasn't it's like the the sound of the placenta like that yeah. was what you know and it's it's amazing and yeah. when it, I and I remember just before like when I when she had me stand up I looked up and I could see my mom and she was like bent over the the peninsula in the kitchen and she was just like praying and she was like not looking at me she was just like hands together praying and I and I remember thinking. If my my f- first instinct was like an, an eye roll <laughs> and then my second instinct was you know what I'm not praying right now so I'm glad somebody's got that covered mm-hmm. <laughs> like, holding that space for yeah, you yeah like she's definitely doing that part and you know what can't hurt yeah it can't <laughs> certainly can't hurt and it didn't I think it helped I think everything and you know, once it fouls, like I, I looked to her immediately, and she looked to me, and I felt, you know, it was yeah. just relief. I felt like the birth so was complete relief. at that point. I was like, I know, we're home. This baby doesn't have to leave this house. He's gonna meet his sister in the morning. Like, it's pretty surreal. Yeah. To be home. Yeah. And the lights were all twinkling, it, and yeah. you were looking out at that. I remember you were like looking out that way and squatting here, mm-hmm. and totally. And 
all these, you know, busy but quiet women around you trying to understand and hold space. And, and then you do it. You, you surpass the thing that, yeah. you know, seemed impossible the first time it was at, in the place that you wanted. And I remember feeling that pressure for Sarah as the midwife oh, of like, you better do this. Like it, this is all on you, happen. you know? And, and at a certain point, and I know the feeling of wanting to be like, I'm tapping out like Marga, you do it now. Then she was like, Haley, do you want to try? And I was like, yeah, like just, and then, and I was like, it's coming. And then she like put her hands back I down. I don't even remember you that. You don't remember that? I remember. Yeah. Now that you're saying it, I kind of do. Yeah. And I was, and, and that was also like very, redemptive like for me as well I was like oh god it's like full circle that like they're the first time and then they're the second yeah. time be like and it came out and it was there and it was just so incredible but you do it's like you need a village and 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 everyone had their roles and um but it was like it really was feeling like it wasn't going to happen like we were hitting that one hour mark and it was just in the last 10 minutes that it was like it just made it right under the wire and it was it's shocking crazy. and Gloria, incredible glorious and it was splat. glorious it was oh my god <sighs> that was <sighs> i feel like i want we should like buy a raw steak and a chucks pad on his birthday and just recreate that <laughs> just sound every year put it down <laughs> i'm good <laughs> shy's like why are we doing this well shut well, up kid yeah like you'll never understand <laughs> He doesn't want to hear this story again. He's like, the steak Audrey, is stop snoring. Far. You think it's Audrey? Audrey's snoring. I know, but the baby's crying. <laughs> okay. So, um, what? So I'm guessing... You don't hear him? No, I hear The placenta was the most memorable moment, the splat of the... That was the most... Um, You're really loud. That was the... Uh, that was the, like, full circle moment for yeah. me. I th- I think the m- the most memorable moment for me was sitting while you, while you guys were doing your work, sitting at the at the edge of the couch, mm-hmm. holding him mm. and really getting that time with him, because oh that photo of you is oh while we were repairing you <sighs> and you were in the bedroom and you were just out here. No, no. When when you were still dealing with the placenta and trying to do everything for the placenta, I was holding him. Right here, right, right right there. He was like saying, "There's a photo by your head, like yeah, so beautiful." He just like looks really like kind of alternating between worry about her and just like soaking in the magic, because the first time with Franny, it was all worry until until we were home from the hospital. Right. Um, it was all worse. Yeah, and because it was our second time going through it, you can enjoy the moments in between so much more. But with her, it felt like she was born and then we were in crisis because that's all you remember in hindsight when it's so traumatic. Mm -hmm. Um, I say traumatic, but it really wasn't that traumatic like I think of other people's experiences and I'm like okay we had to you know 
Yeah, but it but, was it was a shocking thing you didn't expect to your right. body, and that's and it was processed uh, uh, as trauma. It, it was yeah, and it was after eighteen hours mm-hmm. of do- doing a natural birth and getting over that hump of just absolute exhaustion. It was like, oh, and we're going to the hospital anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean the most yeah that sitting there with him was was my. One of my most memorable, mm. and then also uh, where is the monitor? Weighing him up on the table. Is he still crying? I don't know. Um, weighing him and kind of being in the bedroom because because uh, oh Francesca woke up, so I went into the bedroom for like two hours. In I, labor. No, no post, post, post after the placenta. And everyone it was, was like, about. It was about a half. It was right. Was it right after the placenta, or was it like a half an hour? Right after, a half hour after the placenta, it was like an hour and a half after the baby was born. Mm. She just woke up after all like, that noise and everything wow. all night. Ten woke her up. Like what? Um, and so I went in there and just laid down on her floor so that she would fall back asleep, which she didn't. She was just like up for like an hour, mm-hmm. knowing. Something's happening out there. And then Rosie's mom switched places with me so I could come back out. And you were, like, patched up. Things were cleaned up. And and we went into the bedroom to, like, do the vitals. And just... Yeah, I just love it. Like, just basking in the glow of, like, we did it. We got through it. Baby's healthy. You're healthy. We're okay. Yeah. We don't have to go anywhere. And it really was a glow. It was, like, the coziest little light in your bedroom at that time like the sun hadn't come up yet and and it was like this like trying to be quiet but like giggling and it was so sweet and magical and then I remember leaving that's when the sun was starting to rise and Anna started taking photos before we left and but it is it's a really it's just it's like the best secret you know that you just did this thing it's so it is I love that you said that I remember leading up to the birth, a friend of mine was kind of cracking jokes and saying, so how does it work? What if somebody just like drops in and you're like having a baby, you know? And I was like, well, nobody ever drops in anymore in right, these yeah. days, first of all. And <laughs> On second, a mountain as well. Yeah. And second of all, I just, you know, I kind of like laughed it off. Like, well, somebody would send them away. Right. <laughs> but it did fi- kind of like, it felt like... All of these people showed up for this ceremonious thing, and then they, everyone set up, and that was that was something that my mom had said. She was so impressed mm-hmm. that you know Sarah set up all of her her shop, and it was she was like, I mean, it was basically like a hospital room. Like you had all of the things, and she had everything set up, and everything was like ready and just so, and you know everybody came in and went to their places and built up whatever they needed and and then after everything all was said and done everybody just folded everything back in and left and yeah it was like this little it was like this little secret mm. I think that's so nice that she was able to appreciate that because I think especially for grandparents but a lot of people in general don't really have a clear idea or understanding of like what is brought to a home birth like yeah. what are what are people's roles oh she was so impressed that's so cool after the fact she was like that 
I was really professional. <laughs> it's like you didn't hire a witchcraft, you know, like know, just right? fingers crossed. Yeah, like, you know, a couple of towels. I watched a couple of these on TV. Right. <laughs> um, and that's so nice that she got to have that. I mean, like your aunt said, is like that was her first birth, like to witness a birth. Yeah. And to have it be her daughter as well. And her grandson, she found out later. But, like, there's so many layers of that that can be so hard to, you know, just sit calmly. And I, I mean, I didn't know anything about your guys' conversation. And I felt like she was so confident and Once she came cool. in, she was her, she was great. Yeah. I was really happy she was here. Which is abnormal for a lot of moms. They're usually sobbing in the corner. And it's, really? And it's really distracting and really, we wow. always have to ask them to, like, go to another room because it's just too much. Wow, that's really interesting. So she was... Kate has to tell them to get their shit together. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Which and she told me. To oh, that, Kate told you that? At Francesca's birth. She'll get her shit together? Yeah. Because they were loading Rosie into the car and I was kind of having a meltdown. Yeah. I was like, I gotta put... I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to put her in the car seat. Ugh. Yeah. And she was and like... we were in the car, and she was like... You need to get your shit together. You need to get your shit together. Like, not, not in, a, in a very, in like... like, a doula way, in, like, a really, like... Well, in, in hindsight, in our friend. conversations afterward, she was like, I felt like maybe I was too a little too forceful with Noah. But, That's exactly what I needed. And then I said, like no, sometimes he needs a good smack across. That is so <laughs> funny. Um, <sighs> yeah, I... Yeah, your mom was awesome. I... I think, and it's pro- I think a lot of it has to do with how much you talk to her about it. Yeah. Even if it created friction. Yeah, I remember. Beforehand. Like the fight was because she was like, "What do you think? You talk to me like I don't know what it is to give mm. birth. I gave birth to three babies," and I was like, "I know, but I'm your daughter. Like, yeah, and I'm doing it differently. And she was, yeah, and she was in a hospital bed, like, right." You know, Rosie's gonna be walking around. I don't even. I mean, that aside, though, for me, I just kept thinking like, it's hard enough for me to see Franny fall. Mm. You know, like, it's just. Yeah. Imagine if she has a baby and invites you to her birth, and it you will remember and probably have a a a very like, oh, I get it, mom. Yeah. You know, absolutely. If she wants a home birth, and you're like, are you crazy? Um, yeah, that 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 time of like coming into the bedroom and just having that mm. that time together, I think, was made it all worth it. And I yeah. like I think some people feel that comfortable in a hospital. Mm-hmm. Some well, people are like, yeah. some people are like, hey, I, like the kid's born in the hospital, and that's like their safe, clean place, and they're like. That's where I'm. Yeah. That's that's what works for me. Their red tent is like all the nurses, and yeah, that's totally. their yeah. vibe. I um, think at the end of the day, it's such birth is such a personal. It's the most intimate and personal event that you go through in your entire life mm-hmm. if you are lucky enough to go through it, and if you don't feel comfortable and safe it is not going to go well. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, I, a lot of people, I think, where where they're like home birth or their natural birth or their, 
you know, they wear it on their sleeve. Like, mm-hmm. it's like a badge of honor. But mm-hmm. for me, hospitals freak me out. They make me anxious. They make me nervous. And that was not the environment that I thought. After all I'd read about labor and birth, it seemed like that would be the antithesis of the environment that I would want to be in mm-hmm. under those circumstances. And so whenever like people ask me about what what I did or whatever, I, I always preface it with it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I think if somebody feels very nervous about that, then it is not the right choice for them. It doesn't matter how healthy they are and how healthy non-risk their pregnancy has been. Mm-hmm. They should deliver where they feel most comfortable. But for me, like, yeah. It's funny, I with Franny, I remember thinking that when we left the house and went to the birth center, it felt like that was like a, um, a level up. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, okay. We've reached a new level of the labor, and mm-hmm. I, I definitely worried about that this time, thinking, like, how will I know when we've leveled up? Like, how do I know when I've passed? Right, a certain point. Yeah. There, yeah. Which, I mean... You don't have time no. <laughs> to think about it the second and, time. And you do it yourself. Like, the moment that you got out of the tub, you yeah. know, is your moment where you're like, okay, like, this is now the new location. Right. You know, and that's totally. the change of environment I know it's like 10 feet away but like it's a new scene it means something's changing and um but you didn't need anyone to say like now it's time to come to the person or now it's time to do that like it just it just is like this internal clock that says like ding yeah like move and they and everybody showed up so early in my to my internal clock that I was like Okay, but when am I going to know it's real? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Four hours later when you it have was, the baby. Baby's out. It was already real at the moment. <laughs> and, and that's a really common thing, I think, with the second time, third time, and so on, is that your mind, like, has to play catch-up after the birth. Like, you, the amount of shock that happens, just, like, the look on pe- women's faces after the birth is, is that, like, I was just doing this an hour ago. Or, like, I was just right. putting Franny down six hours ago or whatever and you just need a lot of time because it's like if this that mental part is almost delayed because you your one experience is you compare it to the past you know the previous which is inherently so different and but um it's almost like you just have to hear you have to like go over it again and again and again because it's like it doesn't make sense it doesn't add up the time you know yeah and it's I so I wrote Franny's birth story in those like early morning feeds yeah I I did it on the notes of my oh. iPhone. I'd be like nursing her incredible. the first two weeks because I was so afraid I would forget details and I yeah. didn't want to. So I just wrote it out on my notes. And then like a month or so later I went through and I read the like, fr- it was fragmented and then I like, you know, made it a cohesive like birth story. And with Shy, yeah, I, it was really, I kept being like, wait, so mm-hmm. what time was this? Mm-hmm. Wait, it was. That was really fast. We had we had to like excavate my texts with mm-hmm. with because uh, I couldn't believe Sarah and Kate to like figure it out. I couldn't believe that less that so so little time had passed between like putting Franny down and Sarah and Kate showing up. Right, and it was like time. I'm gonna yeah. steal. It's like that's like that little magic 
that little magic space. It's like, how is that all? How can the biggest event happen in such a little, hmm. yeah. you know, it's crazy. Um, one more question for you guys. Um, how do you think each birth and sort of the lessons that came up from it, if any, <clears throat> helped you parent that child specifically? So, if that makes sense. When, after I had Franny, I had, um, I don't know when it was, but at some point when she was a newborn, I, I had this realization that pregnancy so pregnancy is like this 40 week or however many mm -hmm. weeks <laughs> sometimes <laughs> 40 yeah. sometimes 42 <laughs> um, long event and how you handle pregnancy informs how you will handle labor and birth mm -hmm. and for me I had this realization that it's literally just all about letting go and it was very it was super not finding the words that I want to say but um the fact that my placenta hung on with Fran with Franny told mm -hmm. me very early on that I had a serious lesson in letting go that I had to master that I would probably never master but the whole pregnancy the whole labor the birth the placenta retaining it it's just been you know week after week with her month after month with her it's just been a practice of me mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to let go and allow I remember years ago uh, when I was a waitress, I waited on these three women who were having dinner together and they were having this great banter. And whenever I waited on people like that, I would, I would interject myself into their night because mm -hmm. their night was far more interesting than mine. <laughs> and one of the women was like, she's got two sons and she's just the most amazing mom and blah, blah. And this is far before we had mm -hmm. decided to start having children. And I, I said, well, what's your, what's your secret? And she said, she said, my job is to water them and feed them and just allow them to grow. Wow. And I thought that was so profound. And it's so easy once you become a mom to just want to, like, hold on mm -hmm. to everything and, and, you know, keep it precious. And it's impossible not to. Mm -hmm. But... That for me with Franny, that is one hundred percent been a, an ongoing theme of just you know letting go and just continuing to allow her to do her thing. Mm, that's amazing. And like, I mean, you're doing that hand motion, like coming in like that, and like opening up that space. You yeah. know, like which, I mean happened with the birth and the placenta like you know things can close down like that and it's interesting like that just learning to kind of like breathe into that expansion instead of wanting to naturally like 
close down because that actually feels more protective and yeah. that actually can okay, be the f- very thing that you're far less vulnerable mm-hmm. to just like mm-hmm. hold it all in and keep everything close um as far as shy I mean it's it's been for me it's really been a balancing act between the two of them mm-hmm it's a trick of time because becoming parents and watching them grow is so <sighs> exhilarating that you don't want to miss mm-hmm. anything. And when there's only one to focus on, it's easy to not miss it. And something that keeps coming up for me is this notion of how quickly it seems to be going far quicker like I can't believe he's already five months old tomorrow that's insane to me and it's I think it's because it's like I spend this time zeroing in on one child because I'm like I just need to like focus in on them and like see where they're at and really enjoy this moment and this time in their life Mm -hmm. meanwhile the other one is growing and then I notice oh my gosh the other one has grown so much in that five minutes Mm -hmm. and so now I need to turn my attention back to this other one and now I can give the, Mm. the other one my full attention and really zero in on them but the first one is growing Mm -hmm. and so I've missed this time and so all of a sudden I'm just I feel as though I'm constantly playing catch up Mm. to the moments that I'm missing because it's and then we circle back to the original lesson that I you just need to learn to let go Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just and it sounds like sit back and just like watch them both grow at the same time and and that's pretty amazing. Yeah. How about you, Noah? If anything. I think, um, uh, like Rosie said, I'm a worrier. Um, and, uh, I think with what happened with the birth and transferring the hospital and everything kind of like set me off on a path of worry. Mm-hmm. Like it gave me a lot to worry about. And, I found as it went on, like, that I just didn't really have a lot to worry about. Like, like that, at the time, that drive to the hospital felt like, like one of the worst moments of my life. Mm. And in hindsight, it really was not all that big of a deal. Like, uh, uh, like it, it was just, it, like, it was fine. It was fine. It turned out fine. And I think that's been the lesson of two years with Francesca of like, like worrying is kind of, is kind of a waste of energy. And so (laughs) with, I mean, not that I, I'm still a worrier, like not that I'll ever stop, but with shy, there was so much less worry. Mm. So like with her, it was like, she'd make a like weird little snort and I'd be like, Oh my God, can she breathe? Mm -hmm. You know? And with him, it's like, yeah, he can breathe. He can breathe. That's what babies sound like. Um, you remember you were checking her temperature like every hour. Yeah. The first two days of her life, he just kept... And the poor baby did not want her temperature taken. <laughs> he was torturing her. She was so pink. And she Mark, looked really Maybe warm. too pink. 
Margot was like, she's so healthy. She got she cord like, that blood. Cord blood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She took it all. Um, so that's the, yeah, that's been the lesson of parenthood, I mm-hmm. think, that sort of, I almost feel like that happened so that, so that I could look back on it and be like, well, that's a, that's a blip. It's a footnote. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, that's not even the story of the birth mm. of Francesca. Like that's just a thing that happened that was kind of a really scary inconvenience. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's the lesson for me mm-hmm. It's just to worry less and to, I guess it's to, you know, similar, mm-hmm. like just to allow it all to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of, it sounds like that, especially with, well, with Francesca, you being in the car with her, you've never been in a car with, well, your own daughter who was hours old and driving to a hospital you didn't know what was happening with Rosie and and it just yeah it shattered and went right to like the deepest possible fear you could ever have and mm-hmm. then yeah the same lesson is just like okay you did the, it's sort of like the Brita's thing of like going down that the labyrinth you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you just go deeper and it's darker and you have no bearings and then you survive mm-hmm and then you realize, like, oh, it's doable. And yeah. then you, like, swim back up to the surface with your baby. And there you were, like, holding your baby, going to the hospital room. And, like, you know, however long it took to kind of process that, it, like you said, it was now it's just like a blip. And to kind of, I think that's kind of the point of, like, having, not the point, but, like, transitioning into parents is like it has to, there has to be a break somewhere in your, in your constitution, in your person you know and then it's like and now you're a father like you did that yeah and and now you're a mother and and that's what I mean like everyone has it somewhere you know and and, um but it's also such a collective thing like that there's a red tent to that notion as Mm -hmm. well you know um and and to not look at it as like a scary thing but actually as like a guide to like how to relate to Francesca you know she may want to push the boundaries or she won't want to do things and you just have to be like I remember this from the moment you were born yeah and it's so cool that you get to have like a little fortune cookie like little message with the birth as well (laughs) of your baby but yeah I think with all of this the previous it's all so tied together it's like everything Mm -hmm. each step informs the next Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening to Milk Trails. I'm your host and midwife, Haley Oaks. Be sure to visit midwifemilktrails.tumblr.com to access the show's notes, view photographs, or leave your comments. Stay tuned about new episodes by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and tell all your pregnant friends about it. We'll catch you next time.